How's it going, everyone? And welcome to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. I am your host, Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily. Let's get right into it because Raider Nation, you can celebrate today. Victory Monday, finally, for you, the Raider Nation, as the Raiders defeat the Denver Broncos 32-23 and a game where... Let's face it, the Broncos are the worst team in the AFC West. They put all this money into Russell Wilson, and this guy just simply sucks. He really does. He is the worst quarterback in the AFC West, without a doubt. Now, how did the Raiders win this game? First of all, they won this game really because of one reason, and his name is Josh Jacobs. 28 carries, 144 yards. He was averaging five yards a carry. His longest run was 43 yards. This is what I've been preaching the whole season. This is what I mean. This is what the Raiders needed to do the entire season. They would not have been 0-3 if they would have given the ball to Josh Jacobs. The Raiders are 9-0 when Jacobs runs for two touchdowns or more. So give him the ball. By the way, this is Josh Jacobs' first win as a head coach in 4,337 days. Congrats, Josh, Josh McDaniels. That's, that's his first win as a head coach. Wow, in 4,000 days. That is insane. In, incredible stat, by the way. But either way, the Raiders had to get this win or the season would have been over. It would be completely over. Now, now I'm not here to tell you the Raiders are, you know, their season saved or anything like that. They still got to go ahead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They need to beat KC. They're still 1-3. They're still 1-3. That's not really good. History tells us that's not really good to even be 0-3. Not, really, not a good thing. But in this game, Josh Jacobs was fantastic. Zamir White, even though, you know, the guy only had two carries, he got 24 yards. He was averaging 12 yards every time he touched the ball. So I would like to see him more. I really would. Derek Carr went 21 for 34, 188 yards. Just goes to show you, you don't need to throw the ball a lot when you have, I mean, Josh Jacobs. And you have these other running backs as well. They're supposed to be a running back by committee. Yet for the first three games, really, the Raiders were not running the ball. And it was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Now, there are a lot of things in this game where, you know, I I think this score should have never been this close. The Raiders still have problems scoring in the red zone, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. That continues to be a theme of this season. And I got to tell you, with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up, the Raiders better figure this out very quick. They open up the game with an 11-play drive, ends up in a field goal, after that, they punted, they got a touchdown, um, but then after that, you know, it was another field goal, and then, you know, they got another field goal. I mean, these are all 10-play drives, by the way. 10 plays, 54 yards, ends up in a field goal. 10 plays, 77 yards, ends up in a field goal. I mean, 6 plays, 38 yards, ends up in a field goal. And, and just imagine if those were touchdowns. Just imagine. That's 21 points right there. I mean, this game is a complete blowout. 
a complete blowout if they score touchdowns in the red zone. they got to get better at doing that. Last season, they had a problem scoring in the red zone. This season, I mean, and, and the strange part about this is they practice this all training camp. Red zone plays in the offense. And it's still not translating to on Sundays. They still have a hard time scoring in the red zone, scoring a touchdown in the red zone. If they could only score touchdowns in the red zone, this team, first of all, they would not be 0-3 right now because all of their games they lost by six points or less. They, they might be undefeated for all we know if the Raiders didn't have to settle for three every time. But the Raiders, their defense, they stepped up when they, when they needed to in this game, definitely. that I mean, they let a few plays, you know, dumb plays. Russell Wilson threw a couple plays, went right over guys' heads. But, I mean, shout out to Amik Robertson, who picks up a fumble. Wow, I mean, a 68-yard return fumble, runs it back, and the Raiders score a touchdown. But Daniel Carlson... Misses the extra point, which, oh, that was getting scary there for a little bit. A little bit getting scary there. But the Raiders, like I said, the score was 23-32. But it felt like the Raiders had this game in hand the entire game. The entire game. Yes, the defense on a few plays, like I said, they, they let the the Broncos just, you know, they went five plays at one point for 75 yards with only a minute 51 seconds. They were just throwing big bombs, and the Raiders have a hard time sometimes stopping those big throws. I will say, Nate Hobbs continues to be fantastic. The Raiders also got Denzel Perryman for most of this game, and then he left the game because he had the NFL's all worry about the concussion stuff. He went to protocol. Don't worry, Raider Nation. Denzel Perryman will be back for the Kansas City Chiefs game. I'm here to tell you that right now. If it's breaking news, it's breaking news. You're hearing it right now. Denzel Perryman will be ready for the Kansas City Chiefs game. He didn't even want to come off the field for the game mm -hmm. yesterday. But they made him. They, due to Tua and the Dolphins, they kind of ruined it for everyone else. So anyways, the Raiders, they pretty much, they... They bullied the Denver Broncos. Max Crosby was fantastic in this game. Fantastic. I mean, this guy, I mean, he was all over, all over Russell Wilson. He was beating his man pretty much every single time. And a big story, like I said, the reason why the Raiders won this game is they ran the football. They controlled the time for possession. 34 minutes and 52 seconds to Las Vegas. Denver only had the ball 25 minutes. That's how the Raiders won this game. That turnover, obviously that fumble, was huge. Was huge. But the possession, the Raiders controlled the ball by running the football. And the Broncos just could not stop Jacobs. They couldn't stop him. 28 carries, guys. 144 yards. You need to feed this guy. Devontae Adams. Throw out the Henmore. The guy had nine catches. 101 yards? Yeah, you know, I gotta say, Devontae was having a hard time. A hard time. His defender was all over him. and uh, But, you know, Devontae still managed to get nine catches for 101 yards. So, still broke over 100 yards. So, Derek Carr did what he needed to do. 
did not turn the ball over. That was very crucial in this game. So the Raiders, let's just break it down right here. Uh, you know, third downs, the Raiders' defense, that's when they really stepped up. The Broncos, like I said, their offense is terrible. The Broncos were 3 for 11 on third downs. 3 for 11. The Raiders were 7 for 14. Something they, another thing, they got to get better at, by the way. The Raiders got to get better on third downs if they want to beat the Chiefs next week. But the Raiders, you know, like I said, they control the game with their running game. And that's why when you look at it, if you look at the total plays, for example, the Broncos only ran 48 plays. Compare that to the Raiders who ran 74 plays. That's a big difference. The Raiders controlled the tempo of this game. Both teams had the same amount of drives. Both teams had 11 drives. But the Raiders had more plays because they were running it more. I mean, the Broncos even beat them yards per play. They're averaging, averaging 6.2 yards per play. The Raiders were averaging 5.2. But when you're just beating them in total yards and total plays, you're going to win this game. I mean, Russell Wilson, 214 yards. Derek Carr, I remember 237 yards, let's say. Derek Carr, 188. It goes to show you, you don't need Derek Carr to throw 300 yards every game. You need him to be a balanced offense, to run the football that will open up play action, the pass game. It'll open all of that up. If you can do that, if you can run the ball off any team, you will have success and the Raiders will be able to climb back out of this hole they are in. Right now they are 1-3 with a huge game coming up next. A huge game against the Kansas City Chiefs. A game where the Raiders, they need to win this. But back to this Broncos game, like I said, the Raiders, they end up getting two sacks in this game. They, for 15 yards, the Raiders got sacked. Their offensive line, they let, they let up three sacks. That offensive line, I mean, every week there's new guys in there, right? It's still still kind of a makeshift line. They still don't know what they're going to do there. So anyways, back to uh, the Raiders winning this game. Rushing. Rushing attempts. Broncos, 20. The Raiders, 38. The Broncos, 4.3 yards they average on the ground. The Raiders, 5.6 they average on the ground. Now, one thing the Raiders, like I said, could have been a lot better at, a lot better. That and like I, This is why the score should have been way higher. The Raiders should have blown out the Broncos. In the red zone, the Broncos were 2 for 3. The Raiders were 2 for 5. If they could make that 4 for 5... This game's not even close. Not even close. The Raiders were good with penalties in this game. Only four penalties for 25 yards. Meanwhile, the Broncos, seven penalties, 50 yards. And like I said, the turnover, that was huge. There was the only turnover in the game. Uh, Gordon fumbles the ball. Meek Robertson takes it to the house for a touchdown. That was such a clutch I mean, that really turned the game around, in my opinion. And the first downs. You know, the Raiders picking up 25 first downs compared to the Denver Broncos with 12 pretty much tells you the story of the game. 
the Raiders just did a phenomenal job at running the football in this game. And on defense, they came up big when they had to. Yes, they let up some big plays. Sorry about that. But with the, the, the fumble uh, returned by Meek Robertson and Max Crosby constantly getting pressure, getting two sacks in this game, I mean, he was all over the field. And he had four tackles for loss, losses in this game. He came up big. He really did. Max Crosby came up big. I can't say the same thing for Chandler Jones, by the way. Now we're up we're four weeks in here. Chandler Jones has still been a ghost for the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know why they're paying him all this money. The guy does nothing. He does absolutely nothing. It was good to see Denzel Perriman back. He had, by the way, he had four, four solo tackles, five total, two tackles for a loss. They really, really need him back. He will be back for the Chiefs game. I mean, he makes a big difference on that defense. There is no doubt about it. I hope the Raiders can somehow get him paid, extend him maybe for a couple of years, because he really is great when they have him in there. That it, they make, He makes that defense so much better. He really does. But, yeah, back to Chandler Jones. I mean, the Raiders got to do something. You know, put Clinton Farrell in there, uh, Malcolm Kuntz, anyone. Chandler Jones is just not doing anything for the Raiders at all. They're not doing anything. He, I mean, he's not doing nothing. He reminds me of Warren Sapp. But I think Warren Sapp actually had some production, but he only signed with the Raiders for money. Could that be the case for Chandler Jones? Or is the guy just simply old and washed up? And he's not the same Chandler Jones that we all seen in Arizona. Because that's what it's looking like so far. I'm still waiting for his breakout game. Maybe that game will be against Kansas City. Because the Raiders are going to really need him against Kansas City. Maybe that will be his big breakout game. And if it is, it will make up for all these other games. Because that game is going to be so big. Now, so where we stand right now with the Raiders in this division. The Raiders, like I said, this AFC West. Remember, everyone... Coming into this season, everyone thought that this division was just going to be crazy. Like, like no one's going to be able to defeat these teams. Well, right now you got the Chiefs who beat Tampa Bay last night, unfortunately. They're sitting there on top at 3-1. Three, three and one. But then you got the Chargers, 2-2. Two and two. The Broncos, 2-2, two and two, which I don't, I don't even know how they got two wins. I really don't. How the hell did the Broncos get two wins? They are so awful. I mean, it's crazy. And then you got the Raiders at 1-3. and three. So they're really one game back from, you know, the Broncos and the Chargers and the Chiefs. They're two games back. So if they can beat the Chiefs, the Raiders will be right there. I mean, right there. Their season will be saved. They Then they have the Texans after that. It'll be a tough matchup, but I think they can beat the Texans. The Raiders will be okay if they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They'll be right back in this. And for, you know, everyone, including me, who thought definitely the Raiders, I mean, they, wanted to win, they went to the playoffs last year with Richie Biscotta, a, a special teams coach. They ended up winning 10 games. Yeah, they had to win like six straight or whatever it was, but they still went to the playoffs and took the Bengals 
to their limit. Where And remember, the Bengals had that questionable call where they blew the whistle, but they gave them a touchdown. The Bengals went up, end up going to the Super Bowl. So that team, there's no way. That's why, you know, I, I didn't like this Josh McDaniel hire when it first happened because all these pitcher coordinators end up being terrible. Every time they become a head coach, they just end up being terrible. But I was hoping because the talent was already there, this guy can't mess it up. Now I'm hoping maybe this win against Denver will get the confidence of the team back and they can go on a little roll here. I also want to give a shout out to Derek Carr for using his legs. Something that I've been preaching for this guy to do for years. I mean, he's pretty athletic. He can run the football. He can use his legs. And he did it in this game. I mean, he finally chose to tuck the ball in and run the ball when no one's open. And it works. Because when you look at the film, you see so many times Derek Carr is nowhere to throw it. And he just takes the sack. Yet he has a huge lane in front of him where he could just run for seven yards or eight yards, sometimes more, but never takes it. He took those in this game. He did it seven times and ran for 40 yards. One of them was for 20, one run was for 20 yards. But that's what Derek Carr has to do. He has to do that. If he feels like he can't throw the ball, he, ha he has good enough speed to take off and run. Remember, for those who are old enough to remember when Rich Gannon was with the Raiders, Rich Gannon was 50 years old, and that guy used to run for a first down. Derek Carr is faster than Rich Gannon, and he can do the same exact thing. And he did it against Denver. It shows it works. You've got to get a first down by any means necessary. you got to win. It's all about winning now. You put yourself in a hole. you got to climb yourself back out of the hole. And it was a perfect game because it was the Denver Broncos who are the most overrated team in the National Football League along with their quarterback who simply sucks. And the Raiders showed the world that Sunday. The Raiders defeat the Broncos 32-23. Like I said, it was just a great game overall. The defense, yes, they let up some big passes. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and they let Russell Wilson, you know, take off a couple times where they really shouldn't, that really should never have happened, you know. But at the end of the day, they, they held the Broncos rushing for 85 yards, and they stepped up on third downs, like I said. And plus, Amik Robertson with that huge, huge fumble return really turned the tide in this game. It really did. The Raiders didn't really do a lot in the third quarter, but luckily, the Broncos, they couldn't do anything anyways. The Raiders only got a field goal, which, again, I wish they could have turned that into a touchdown. And then the fourth quarter, the Broncos got one touchdown. The Raiders get a field goal again, which, again, if they could only turn that into a touchdown. And But they did also get a touchdown in the fourth quarter as well. So they got 10 points overall in the fourth quarter. So they did end up scoring 13 points in the second half. You would like them to score around 21 points in the second half. They got to, they got to start scoring hot, a lot of they got to start scoring in the red zone and that has to start this coming week against the Kansas City Chiefs. We got a big big game coming up guys. This is it. This is going to be a huge game coming up. 
The Raiders showed they could take out Denver anytime they want. And now it sets it up. Monday Night Football. Derek Carr goes into Arrowhead where he's only won one time in his entire career. And that was during a pandemic with no fans in the stands. Now he's going to be going into a sold-out Arrowhead Stadium. Can Derek Carr and this Las Vegas Raiders team, can Josh McDaniel show that the Raiders belong on top of the AFC West? It will. We will know Monday night how good the Raiders really are. Because if they can beat the Chiefs, they will make a statement. Yeah, they'll only have two wins on a season, but it'll be two divisional wins. And then after that, listen, they have a bye. And then I hope then they host the uh, the Texans. So a big win, and then they can head into the bye, I think would give them a lot of momentum. It really will. Next Monday night, I really truly believe this season can be on the line right here in this game. Because it will be really hard to climb back from 1-4. and four. I mean, could they do it? Of course, they, they, they could do it. But this is a divisional game. You just beat a divisional opponent in the Broncos, and if you can beat the Chiefs on the national stage, all these people in the offseason, remember the Raiders, people were hyping them up. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, you know, these guys are going to be dangerous together. Well, they haven't really been. You know, they haven't had the wins. But yesterday, they go, they take on the Broncos, and they play a balanced offense. They run the ball. And like I said, when Josh Jacobs, when he scores two touchdowns, the Raiders win. They're 9-0. So feed him the football. That will set up the pass. And that's how you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They just laid the blueprint down against the Broncos. Yes, the Broncos are an awful team. But still, the Broncos have some good, good playmakers on that defense. There's no doubt about it. They have some very good playmakers on that defense. Very good playmakers. And, you know, the Raiders, Pastor Kane, I mean, he was covering Devontae Adams pretty good. I mean, he was shutting him down a lot, a lot yesterday. So the Raiders had a changeup, and they did run the ball, and look what happened. Just look what happened. I mean, they turned that into a, a positive by handing the ball to Josh Jacobs and get Zamir White involved, by the way. And like I said, Derek Hard, use your legs when no one's open on a pass play. This is how the Raiders can be very good because the talent is there. The question is, is the coaching there? That is going to be the big question of this season. So far, despite this one game, the coaching does not look like it's been there. The defense, though, seems like it's getting better and better every week. It really does. Maybe this team, you know, this is a weird year in the NFL. We can't, I mean, come on, look around the National Football League. There are some weird things going on. So maybe it's just taking the Raiders a little bit to get going. But they know they couldn't go 0-4. They, all the players knew that. That's why they had a players meeting. They knew 0-4 means end of the season. I mean, they knew that. 
That's the reason why they had a players meeting. That's the reason why Mark Davis had a closed door meeting with Josh McDaniels. I mean, that, I mean, they knew this. So they saved their season for now with a big game coming up against Kansas City, which is a playoff game. The Raiders can get to two and three with two divisional wins and really get right back into the season. I mean, it's like a clean slate, even though they'll still be two and three, a game down. They'll be heading into the bye pretty much. It'll be like starting off the season 0-1, really, if they could get this win against the Kansas City Chiefs. But for now, for today, until Thursday, until Saturday, really, go enjoy, Raider Nation. Go drink a beer because the Raiders get their first W of the year. And what do I tell you guys? There's only one thing in football that matters. There's only one thing. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's winning. That's the only thing that matters. I don't care how sloppy it looks, what it looks like, how they did it. The only thing that matters is winning, and that's what the Raiders did in Vegas yesterday against the Denver Broncos. The Raiders are now 1-3 with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next. All right, everyone, that's it for now. My name is Stephen Michaels. I think I'll be seeing you very soon. This is the Raiders Daily.